Hello, and welcome to the Magic for Realists podcast. Welcome back. This is the 44th dose, and it's called The Situation. My name is Lindsay Celeste, and in this po- I'm making this podcast because I want to share with you some of the magic I've found in the real world. By this, I mean some of the things that delight and surprise and inspire me, some things that help me navigate my existence as a human, and I share them with you, hoping that they will also be of delight and help to you. I'm interested in the intersection between our spiritual and emotional well-being and our physical, everyday, touchable reality. And so I explore some of that in this show, and I use anecdotes and poetry and musings to do that. And I'm making this particular episode because it's the first one of 2022, and I took a little break from the podcast, and I thought it would be about time to just kind of do a little bit of a catch-up. And if you have started listening to this podcast over the last year or so, uh, I'm not. I just thought I'd sort of share. It's almost like a little mini, not biography in the sense of back in time so much, but just the current situation. That because going forward, the some of the things I talk about are informed from my my everyday life. So uh, I want this podcast to be um, kind of like you're just sitting down for tea with me or if you drink coffee whatever beverage you want to bring doesn't matter to me Uh, or you can be walking I'm just honored that you take some time to spend with me one of the things that fascinates me about podcasting is the the time jump that happens and that I record this now it's a Tuesday morning it's pouring rain outside uh where I live on Vancouver Island has got an unusual amount of snow this year. Uh, I grew up close by and I don't ever remember having a white Christmas as much white as this one. And there's still huge mounds of snow. Uh, the, the green is starting to reappear and looks like a week of pouring rain. So this is back to the weather I'm more used to in the winter here and like less. Uh, so let's let's just give a little bit of a picture of the situation. So I and I, I describe this because one, I think my situation is a little bit unusual, but also because everybody's situation is unique. Their their living situation, their work, their relationship, their family, their body. And one of the things I'm growing to understand is that we like we see the world from our own perspective, <laughs> as simple as that sounds. And so contextualizing where somebody's coming from can help us understand them and learn from them. And so partly I'm sharing my own context, one, so you can know that there's other ways of living and maybe it broadens your horizons a little bit. And also just to get you thinking about how if you don't understand somebody's situation, you might be missing some like significant pieces in communicating with them or connecting or sympathizing or giving them the right presence or whatever the thing is. Um, 
Yeah, so this is like an invitation to consider your own situation and somebody else's. Without judgment, just with like, I like the word the situation because it doesn't, uh, it doesn't imply like right or wrong. It just is the way it is. And you can decide for yourself whether you like it or not. And probably only decide about your own situation. Okay, so I'm recording this from my, what I call my studio. It's a large, actually I don't know the square footage of it, area in rented in town. And it sort of when you walk in kind of feels like a living room slash art zone. And then in the corner, there's a massage table area. So one of the things I love doing is offering people massages. Uh, It's like one of my side work gigs. And I am not certified as an RMT, but I love and have been practicing massages for many years. Um, So it's an honor when I get to give that to somebody. Um, It feels like a really beautiful exchange of you know, money and touch and giving something relaxing. So that's in one corner of the studio. And then in another corner, there's like the sort of living room area. It's got a bright orange carpet on the floor and a um, strange old brown sort of like chaise lounge couch. When I think of the phrase elephant in the room, (laughs) I think of this couch, which is funny because it actually has a cushion on it that has an elephant uh yeah it's like it's just sort of like big and lumbering but it's not unfriendly it's a very friendly couch uh and then I have my old treadle sewing machine which I haven't been using lately because but I got that when I have lived in various off-grid situations and that was essential in off-grid living now next to it on the bigger table uh, is my like fancy electric machine, sewing machine, and I use that a lot more. Because another one of the things I love and get up to is um, sewing work. So customized sewing art, like wall hangings and memory quilts and magic capes and mending. I love working with textiles and different like sewing problems, solving things. The project I'm currently working on is a <clears throat> map of Africa of South Africa for a family who has roots there and it's made out of their grandmother's old linens so it's like a family heirloom and owed to their South African heritage uh, all together in like a wall hanging and so that I'm just finishing up hopefully later today I've also got a magic cape on the go I love making magic capes uh you may not have never had a magic cape before, but they are, as they sound, capes, like cloaks that you wear over your shoulders that are imbued with magic. And you could take this to mean love and care or maybe even special powers. I believe that when we put intentions into objects and then they can kind of act back on us. So that our our minds and intentions are powerful. And when we put that into something and say, this is magic, this is special, this makes me feel powerful or confident or loved or safe. And then the, when, when that object has that intention, when we wear it, we feel that. That phenomena to me is part of what I mean by magic. So I'm making a magic cape 
for my friend Matt, who I had a conversation with a few episodes back. Matt Epp is a musician and someone who cares deeply about the earth and well-being of everybody. So I'm making him a magic cape, and it's looking pretty great. It's looking like striking with his uh, kind of like emblem on the back, and it's made out of denim. Yeah, I I always, in the middle of creative processes, I usually reach this point where I'm like, oh shit, what am I doing? Like, what is this thing I've made? It's not working. And like, almost predictably, there's some sort of hurdle. And I often, it even involves crying, where I have the thing on the floor. It happened with the Africa piece too, where I just... I'm like, what What have I done? What is this? I, nothing is working. I failed at it. And it's a big feeling. Like when I get to that point, it's like, I feel like a little girl. I feel like this hot flash of shame. It's not pretty. Uh, and I wish I knew exactly how I moved through that other than crying for a bit, taking a few breaths and sometimes not pulling out the scissors right at that moment. <laughs> uh, but usually there's something mildly dramatic that has to happen afterwards as far as undoing some work that I've done, sleeping on it, and then sometimes in the middle of the night I get the revelation of how to fix it, and then I get back to it, and it's better than before. Both the Africa wall hanging and Matt's cape have both had that moment and gotten to the other side, thankfully, where now I'm, like, proud of them. Yeah, proud of them. Uh... So that's kind of an overview. Oh, the other thing that's happening in the studio is there's an area where my studio mate has her things. And uh, so she's here some of the time. We've worked out a schedule where we each get the area to ourselves for a while each week. Uh, yeah, but I'm I'm the one curating the space, shall we say, and, and kind of deciding how it's used. And then she has an area where she does her thing. And it's it's working out really well. That's a new development in the last few months to share the space with her. And I'm really grateful uh, for her contribution towards the rent and to know that when I'm not here, somebody else is enjoying the space. So one of the things I do when I'm not here is I manage a chiropractor's office. So I am that charming person at the desk that greets you when you walk in and books your appointment. And that is the simplest part of what I do. more complicated stuff uh, people don't maybe realize goes into running an office and that is not a job I ever thought I would have or enjoy it was a um, I've probably told this story before but when I was looking for I moved back quite suddenly to my hometown here uh, about two two and a half yeah almost two and a half years ago wow and I needed to find a job and it needed to be part-time and it needed to be unstressful because I was in a very stressful period of my life and needing to do a lot of healing and grieving and integrating and processing all these lovely buzzwords that mean, you know, crying and therapy and rest. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I... Craigslist, you might also hear me talk about lots. It's the like online kind of like most basic of classifieds. And most people seem to like Facebook Marketplace more now, but I have never gotten comfortable with Facebook or ever really had an account. 
I've had like ghost accounts occasionally when I try and snoop around and see how to sell something. But I just get like, the, I'm not used to the platform. So currently I stick with Craigslist, which is super basic, no graphics. Uh, anyways, so I look on Craigslist for jobs and I decided that my quali- my things I needed in a job were not stressful, like can unwind quickly, part-time. I needed to be able to wear my own clothes, like no uniform, choose the music, because that really bugs me if, if I can't choose the music that I'm listening to all day long, and eat on the job, like snack when I needed to. Uh, yeah, so this t- started off as a maternity leave coverage at this chiropractor's office, and fit my qualifications, and uh, then it the person I was covering for didn't come back, so I've now worked there for two years and I've learned a lot from being in one place my the years before the probably six years before I was a lot more transient like moving around even from week to week and I had home bases of sorts but I I wasn't living in one spot as constantly as I have the last two and a half years and having what I would have labeled before as a quote boring job has taught me about um, the nuances of what is going on inside me during during the day during the weeks how I'm changing in the like it's like the somehow that constant has in some ways allowed me to see my own changes more and I'm grateful that it's only part-time and that it does um, in the grand scheme of things not stress me out very much I, you know, some days I'm frustrated, some days there's clients that I really don't like, but there's also blessings of clients that I have befriended and I'm super glad to have connected with. Yeah, so I do that about 20 hours a week and then I fit in my other things around that. And in 2021, it was very exploratory for me. It felt like I was, my hands are kind of going out in all directions. Like I was exploring different ways of being entrepreneurial. I tried house cleaning. I tried house organizing. I tried estate clearing up. I tried this podcast. I tried teaching sewing. The list probably goes on. (laughs) Um, And I got this studio space. Yeah, so I felt like very spreading. And I think it was part of this after a year and more of feeling very inward and and contemplative and healing and not having much energy it was like this bursting out of creative potential and like wanting to get out in the world and wanting to express myself and wanting to try making money and it's interesting after a year of that i feel really glad for that the flexibility that i had and I'm glad I kept my my regular job because it covered my basic needs so I could be playful and experimental and all these other endeavors. And and now I feel this desire to focus, to sort of hone in, and I can't even quite yet describe what it is I'm focusing in on, but I can feel it. Um, I know that my my favorite things are the massage work, and I do some consulting work with, um, like, one-on-one helping with life transition and sort of, yeah, mentality coaching stuff of, like, how 
how living well works out practically to for an, an individual and I know that I love that I love working in my studio and sewing here and so it feels like I'm I'm sort of pruning away the the projects and endeavors that don't feel as good either in my spirit or my body I've noticed that for example with house cleaning I am good at it and I enjoy that it's a, like a backup thing I could do but my shoulder gets really sore and even without a shoulder injury I get like a chronically sore shoulder from it so that feels good to have lessened uh yeah so I I suspect I hope I intend that in this next year there will be a further focusing in and like the things will go deeper instead of further afield and right now this month in January feels like it's kind of about finishing like loose ends it feels like I'm it's like I'm finishing projects instead of starting them (laughs) and that feels really good feels good as a focus and focus is not something that I have focused on (laughs) so it feels like I'm developing some new musculature here which I appreciate and lastly but very not least Part of my situation is that I live in a 28-foot trailer, like a travel trailer, on a friend's property, which is rural. It's maybe like 10 10 minutes by car or half an hour by bike outside of town. I live right beside a big forest, and I've also lived in that trailer for two and a half years, which is amazing. I never thought I would do three winters in it. And I got to say this last month, I'm feeling the logistics of winter trailer living. And I've noticed that I love the resilience that it's built up in me over the last, pretty much since my early 20s. So I'm 33. Uh, Yeah, for the last decade, I have lived in like unusual circumstances, like a really rustic off-grid cabin, a sailboat, a mountain house with no grid water, or uh, what else? And then this one, the trailer. Uh, so I haven't lived in like a electrical running water in-town house for much of that time. A few months at a time, but never the like main situation. Uh, and I, I'm proud of that. Like I like what it's what it what it's made me to be that I feel so convinced that happiness is not directly correlated to um, seeming luxuries I have been so happy with seemingly so little Um, I'm putting that in quotes but then also compared to most of the world so much like the water that sometimes runs through my hoses when they're not frozen is very drinkable um, for example And also that happiness can be like hot running water. Like a hot bath is one of my favorite things in the entire world. And using a washing machine is really slick. And I don't complain about doing laundry when I get the opportunity. Things like that. Um, So I like how it's, I feel resilient. I feel less afraid of logistics like I I know how to solve some things and bounce back and 
when things have been really uncertain in the world in the last few years, maybe just highlighted more than, I think they're always uncertain, but maybe we felt it more. I've been grateful that the, some like adaptability stuff I've already practiced. Like there was a time in in my town where it, it felt like groceries weren't going to reliably show up on the shelves. And when I knew that was coming, I knew what I wanted to buy because I'd lived without a grocery store close by like often. It was like, oh, okay, go back to boat mode, stock up, I'll be fine. Like I had, I've known what it's like to not shop at a grocery store for months on end before. And a lot of people that would feel more like uh, catastrophic. And I felt like I, oh, I've practiced that. So I was grateful for things like that. Um, I love living in a small space for what it has taught me about being intentional about the things that I own. I love the logistics of being able to clean it so quickly, of like having things nearby. It feels like a really suitable size shell for me as an only person. Um, I really like that size. It also felt very healing. And part of my expansion as I felt this kind of coming out of the cocoon was to get this studio, a space where I could expand physically spread out more and do bigger physical projects and have host you know more than one person at a time comfortably and so I'm currently I'm holding that the enjoyment of those two spaces and also feeling like the trailer has a time limit on it like I'm feeling a little bit I think after some events in the winter a feeling like oh this this can't last forever which actually makes me sad. Like I feel, I feel like premature nostalgia where, where it's, it's been such a transformative, wonderful period of my life living in that trailer. And so, yeah, my, like my hands on my heart and I feel this tenderness, like, oh, I'm not going to get to live here forever. And also I don't want to live here forever. And what the fuck? I don't know where I'm going. Um, it's a, probably a pretty common situation for somebody my age to not know how to, quote, enter the housing market and be looking for creative solutions. I'm feeling kind of daunted by that. So that feels present to me this week and this year of that, that puzzle or adventure or problem, depending on my mood, how I see it, of where to live. I am in a relationship with my I like calling him my first boyfriend because he was. Uh, we dated over a decade ago. His name's David, and he lives close by, like 10 minutes down the road. And I really appreciate living close by and getting to go back and forth between our two places. And I, I'm puzzled, or not puzzled, I still wonder about how much in a public setting like a podcast to talk about uh, my close relationships specifically with David and how that impacts my life because it's also his life and this is me sharing broadly across the world so I think I want to say here that that's like a more important big factor in my life than this podcast probably lets on (laughs) because I talk about other stuff on here and I imagine other podcasters can kind of relate to that where there's like 
areas of your life that you talk about on the podcast and areas that you don't. Not to say that I never talk about it. Anyways, sidebar. Uh, So that's kind of my situation. Oh, I drive. I used to only bike. Now I have a car, which has also been having strange things break lately. And like the door handle snapped on the inside in the cold. So I'm getting that fixed tomorrow. (laughs) But like, I... My first go-to when something breaks is just to find a go-around. Like, when the door handle broke, I was like, oh, okay, so now I have to roll down the window and open the door from the outside and roll up the window. Like, the world goes on. This is kind of annoying. But I very quickly get used to it, which is a skill I also love I love about myself, but then also sometimes means that I keep compromising on things that would be really nice to have fixed, like the door handle. So tomorrow I'm going to try paying somebody to fix the door handle. And see if that feels like a good use of money yeah uh that's a bit of the situation this was kind of a a catch-up one hope it sort of felt like well I guess it's one-sided which brings me to the final points uh which is I really appreciate when you guys tell me that you're listening and what you enjoy uh if you have questions that you want me to cover uh those also I love that I really appreciate the audience interaction it helps me know that this is something I guess worthwhile doing strange phrase I'm not sure what I imagined as like success in a podcast I didn't have a number in mind and I think yeah I didn't have the number in mind so I think success for me means that I feel authentic sharing and that some people, either a a handful, I still have an idea, like hopefully this grows, hopefully more people enjoy it, hopefully more people are helped. Um, But even if it's just you listening and you enjoy this, then I'm honored to have got to chat and I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what your situation is, if you want to share, if you want some sympathy, uh, yeah, feel free to get in touch. The best way to do so is either through my website, magicforrealists.ca, or on Instagram, magicforrealists. You can see some pictures of my situation on Instagram. And also, if you have enjoyed this show or previous ones, and you'd like to say, hey, this was great, in a really practical way, I have a Patreon account. And you can become a Patreon patron. I think that would be the word. Not subscriber, patron. Uh, And then there's a few different tiers of a monthly, like, donation amount, uh, which gets you different thank yous from me. And just sort of like a tip jar, a way of saying, hey, here's some money and thanks for the thing that you shared. Go do something practical with it. Uh, So what I, I'm not sure if I shared, I don't think I shared this. Uh, So there's a few Patreon supporters who I really appreciate and... I pay myself out from it every like three or four months. I let it accumulate because it's not that much money. And I spilt tea on my laptop about a month ago, which was annoying and expensive. And uh, so I had to take it to get, you know, professionally cleaned so that the keyboard would function or the trackpad would function again. So like an annoying extra expense that I didn't expect. And though I feel grateful that 
my finances are have more of a cushion than they used to, I wouldn't say that it's like an infinitely cushy situation yet. So I feel expenses like that of like, a, oh, shit. And so it happened to be that at the time, the payout amount from my Patreon account was the same amount as the bill for cleaning the laptop. And I really appreciated that. So if you're a Patreon supporter, thank you for cushioning that unexpected uh, unfortunate event. I I really appreciate it. And so if you'd like to become a Patreon supporter, I would future appreciate it as well. And yeah, uh, upcoming episodes. I've got quite a, I made a little list of things that are going to be upcoming. I want to talk about ancestors and what I've been thinking about with mine. I want to talk about hugs. I want to talk about Oh, do I have the list in front of me? Oh, stumbling. That's all that comes to mind right now. But the list is longer. Anyways, stay tuned. Thank you for listening. I hope that this week in your situation, wherever you are, you experience some magic in the real world. Thank you so much for listening. Bye for now.